This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Do you find it challenging working on your collector car? Advantage Lifts has the solution for you with their selection of two and four post lifts. Advantage's two post lifts provide an unparalleled amount of versatility. Each wheel can spin freely and be worked on individually, and you'll have full access to those hard-to-reach parts of the undercarriage. And best of all, Advantage's two post lifts are ready to ship now. Get $100 off by using code TCCP for the Collector Car Podcast. Again, that's TCCP. You can find your perfect Advantage lift by calling 763-300-5730. That's 763-300-5730. And don't forget to use the promotional coupon code TCCP. CCP. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. Well, welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. As we build to the big Monterey Car Week, I'm extremely thrilled to have this automotive artist on the podcast, Kelly Telfler. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to talk to you about Monterey Car Week. It's a, it's a really cool event this year. It is. It is really cool. And I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while, most notably, notably because we have... Uh, a common friend between the two of us. And so I'm thrilled to have you on. And obviously I love your artwork. Uh, for those of uh, my listeners that are not familiar with necessarily your artwork, if you would tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got involved in the automotive space. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's a fun story. Um, my father was a, a volunteer turn worker at Laguna Seca Raceway in Monterey, California. And uh, so the first time I went to Laguna Seca, I was four years old. And it was uh, 1959, and it was the Pacific Coast Championship. And it was Ferraris and Mercedes, and, uh, and it was more gentleman racing. In fact, none of the cars had sponsors on them yet, if you can believe that. And the old Turn 3, if you missed it, you'd, you'd hit the next town over, Salinas. <laughs> the old Turn 3, my dad was the corner worker, and the leader spun out. And I think he was in a Ferrari, and, you know, he... My, my father and his buddy, uh, corner worker, push-started him, and he put in the clutch and revved it up, and he looked over at me and winked, and he said, slippery, huh? And he <laughs> went on to win the race. And, oh, wow. And, you know, from then on, I was hooked. That was it. So I started drawing cars probably in kindergarten. I still have a Porsche Speedster I drew in second grade, and I did the Speedster script on the fender, the aluminum down the side, I've been a car and Porsche fanatic ever since. Wow, that's really great. I have that in common with you. I started drawing cars when I was probably in kindergarten or first grade. Uh, Part of it because my mom would draw cars for me as a little kid. Now, do you still have that original drawing? I actually do still have that. I saw it about 10 years ago in a box of, well, you could imagine I've got boxes of old drawings. So I, I did come across it. So I believe I still have it. I should dig that out. That would be cool. So was your innate artistic ability seen in that initial drawing or was it like any other six-year-old <laughs> you know i actually in in uh, kindergarten i drew a prospective western town and it was one of the times i got in trouble because the teacher said hey your parents can't help you and i go my parents didn't do this they couldn't do it 
<laughs> and so I've always been an artist and always done it, you know, my entire life. And in fact, my brother and I, I, I actually drew my California driver's license to give myself permission. You had to be 16 with a driver's license to, to race cars at a little local racetrack. So my dad wasn't giving me permission, so I drew my California driver's license to give myself permission to race. And my brother and I started <laughs> racing cars, and, and I designed the T-shirts for our race team. And what transpired was one of the largest, maybe the top three in the country of motorsports T-shirt companies in the 80s and 90s. We had, I think, 85 employees and 20,000 square feet. Oh, wow. And we printed shirts 24-7. So I did the top, you know, 60% in NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, you know, uh, uh, off-road, you name it. And so, you know, drawing for a living has been inherent in my blood. That's awesome. Now, did that driver's license ever get put to the test? Well, you know, there's a few things I probably can and can't say on this podcast, but it certainly got me uh, <laughs> racing. So apparently it worked. And, uh, you know, back then, one of the other fun things to do as an artist was to draw a stamp. So I did draw a stamp and mail in my application for my actual driver's license, and that passed muster, and it was canceled. So that that was kind of the fun stuff of being a uh, an artist before I decided to go totally on the straight and narrow. That's cool. I love to hear these stories about how someone's passion got started at an early age and you're still doing it today. So speaking of which, tell me exactly what are you doing today? What kind of fun stuff are you working on? As of today, right now, I am painting um, a GT3 Porsche for a client. I was commissioned to do that. And I'm also doing um, an individual's grandson in his Jeep. And the interesting thing on that painting is it can only be 24 inches by 24 inches is the maximum size in the grandson's dorm room. Um, ah, yes. Normally, I work. Normally, I work much larger, but I, I kind of enjoyed the challenge of working smaller and, and capturing um, this individual's grandson. So that's what I'm working on today. I have about 25 paintings uh, lined up. In fact, my office manager has a nice list for me, and every day she asks, "How many did you get done last night?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got to have someone uh, helping, keeping you motivated, right? I stay motivated. You know, as you could tell, and you know, I mean, I am so passionate about motorsports and so thrilled, you know, to be one of the few artists that earns a full-time great living off artwork. And with that in mind, I love to mentor other artists. And it doesn't matter to me if they're, you know, more successful than me or just starting out. If somebody needs help, I love to help them out, either some techniques or uh, composition ideas, color ideas, or even where to get posters printed wholesale if you're in the business, you know, what margins, how do you sell it. And a lot of people go, how did you get where you are? You know, I'm, uh, and I love to help artists. That's really an important part of what I do. So, you know, every day I try to mentor someone somehow around around the country and in fact i was the official artist for the inaugural gateway nascar race uh a month and a half ago in st louis and this security guard came up to me and she goes oh my god that and i was doing a painting of uh, joey logano and she goes oh that's great and i said are you an artist she goes yeah and i handed her the paintbrush i go well help me and, <laughs> nice. and then um she did and then i commissioned a piece of art from her to get her kick started in her career Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's really great. So you're giving into the uh, the next generation, right? The next uh, group of artists, you know, putting investing Absolutely. into them. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And the next generation could be from 8 to 80. I'm also mentoring a lady that's in her early 80s that uh, lives up here in Northern California near me, and she's a very talented artist. And so we kind of do a loose-knit every six weeks. We get together with some locals here and do a, a painting class. And then I do a Zoom kind of painting and, and motivational class for artists. Uh, in fact, I think I'm doing one this Friday. Now, we have talked a lot about your paintings, but we haven't really specified on what you specialize in. Like, So what are your mediums that you generally gravitate towards? And then obviously it's automotive, but what type of automotive stuff do you gravitate towards? So to answer your first question, you know, what mediums, I've actually painted and done almost everything. You know, at one point I did photorealism. Uh, in watercolor, I've done oil painting, uh, pastels, pencil, pen and ink. What I do now is acrylic, and it's old school. It's paintbrush and canvas. Um, and so my my forte is motorsports, and, you know, I'm a fanatic about Porsches, so I'm both humbled and proud to be the official artist for the Porsche Club of America for their annual Porsche Parade and their annual works reunion, both at Amelia Island and in Monterey Car Week. Um, additionally, I'm an official artist for Hyundai Motorsports. They actually paid me to paint live after the IMSA race uh, Friday afternoon at Laguna Seca, and they broadcast an, a new car introduction live all over the planet on their social media with me painting. Oh, wow. I also am an official artist for um, Laguna Seca Raceway, and I'm really thrilled. I do two of their three big races. I do the IMSA race, and so I've featured the WeatherTech Porsche and the um, Hyundai Motorsports cars on that. And then I'm also the official artist for the um, Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion, also known as Monterey Historics. Um, and, and last year, feature, uh, I did a painting featuring Parnelli Jones and George Fulmer along with the Trans Am Mustangs, and that was just so much fun. I worked with Ford, <laughs> and we collaborated on that piece. In fact, I have one signed by both of them, which I cherish. This year's is even more special. Um, it is the 100th anniversary of Le Mans in 2023, and Le Mans and Laguna Seca Raceway at the um, Historics are kicking off this 100-year anniversary with my featured artwork as the poster uh, art prints, and it'll be sold, I believe, in both you know the Monterey area and on websites and in France. Wow, that's really amazing, and that's quite an honor to be uh, to be part of that organization like that. Yeah, I'm just flat out, you know, astounded and humbled um, and thrilled. And the painting features the 1929 Duesenberg that won at Le Mans in the background, kind of in a in a uh, duotone in some grays and and browns, and then. Uh, the 1955 D-Type Jag that won, and then the 1967 um, Ford GT, the red one that won. So those three cars are featured on the painting, and I'm just thrilled to be part of it. I, I just can't tell you how much. Yeah, that's really amazing. That's really nice. Now, you've also been involved a little bit with uh, R.M. Sotheby's, haven't you? You know, and I'm honored to work with R.M. Sotheby's. You know, they are, they are the class of the auction uh, companies in the motorsports world. And um, this last year, Bill Warner and I collaborated along with R.M. Sotheby's, and uh, I utilized, uh, Bill was the founder of uh, Mealy Island Concord d'Elegance, and Bill was also a world-renowned 
motorsports photographer. So I used five of Bill's photos of Mario Andretti and did a painting that's four feet by five feet of Mario. And my brother went down to Mario's condo in uh, South Florida at the first IndyCar race, and Mario signed the original painting. Then Bill Warner and I auctioned it off at RM Sotheby's at Amelia Island. And uh, my understanding is we set a record for motorsports artwork uh, for a living artist, and we sold that with the incredible uh, auction talents of RM Sotheby for $138,000, and 100% of that went to Spinal Bifida of uh, Jacksonville. And Bill Warner, myself, and of course I know that you guys, the whole team at RM Sotheby's, we're thrilled and honored to be able to collaborate and donate that kind of money. That was an amazing result. I was in the audience that day. Actually, I was bid spotting, so I was helping out as the bids came in. That was quite, quite an event. And it sounds like you are repeating some of this cool artwork for Arm Sotheby's in Monterey, right? Yeah, I don't know if I can repeat that. And, you know, I, I'm just happy to be able to donate and give back. That's a big part of what I believe in. And so, yes, uh, fortunately and um, gratefully, R.M. Sotheby has decided to auction off another one of my paintings. So Bill Warner and I again collaborated, and, and we got Mark Portia involved. And Mark Portia is the son, one of the sons of Bootsy Portia. And Bootsy Portia designed the original 911, which was called the 901 back then. He designed the nine, uh, 904 GTS, Porsche race car. And he also founded Porsche Design that's renowned for its chronographs, its watches, sunglasses, bicycle design, and many other things. And Bootsy passed away 10 years ago, and he founded Porsche Design 50 years ago. So I did a painting of Bootsy celebrating his life and what, you know, capturing just a small part of what he's accomplished. And uh, so Mark Porsche is coming over from Austria. Bill Warner is going to come out from Florida. So Bill, Mark, uh, Porsche, and myself We'll be with you again on the auction uh, floor. Uh, we'll be announcing and talking about the painting and see what we can do to raise an additional sum for Spinal Bifid of Florida. And once again, I'm just very grateful and humbled to be part of this incredible team that's able to do this. Yeah, and, and I know RM Sotheby's really appreciates it. And, you know, helping out any type of good cause is just something that I think everyone in the car industry is all about. So, that's going to be a really great event. Uh, for those of you that will be there, be sure to do not miss that. Uh, RM Sotheby's Monterey sale is going to be really, a little bit insane this year and that the cars that have come out of the woodwork are just unbelievable and outstanding. I think the low estimate right now for the three nights is something like $280 million. It's unbelievable. Even if you don't want to raise a paddle, if you just want to go look at the cars, it is definitely worth it and definitely I want everybody to check out Kelly's painting. Now, Kelly, I do have a, a few artistic questions for you. Um, if you would, share, share with our listeners your website so they can kind of check out the stuff I've been looking at all day today. So my website is my name, Kelly Telfer, and that's spelled T-E-L-F-E-R dot com. I mean, you can go to kellytelfer.com, and that'll show you some of the stuff we're doing in the future. We have some exciting things coming up. We're going to be launching a wine label in the next maybe nine months. Um, you'll get exclusive art prints and exclusive wine labels. I'm kind of announcing it here on your podcast. Awesome. And <laughs> if you want to go directly to the shopping thing and spend money on art, that's telferdesign.com. And um, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. We, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you are with the pink pig that we came up with. Yes. Yes, I am. 
So the pink pig uh, is lovingly referred to for the 1971 Porsche 917. And what they did is they jobbed out part of the aerodynamics to a French firm that was pretty leading edge. When the car came back to Porsche, the engineers go, das ist ein pink pig. Uh, <laughs> it was shorter and wider. And so they painted it pink and labeled the cuts of pork in German on the race car. It, it's one of, it raced one race, and it was in contention until the 11th hour at Le Mans in 1971 when uh, the left front brake rotor froze up. So I found the original movie prop pig from the movie Porky's, which is yep. about 11 feet long, <laughs> five feet tall, and I painted it in livery of the Porsche 917 pink pig. So that will be at Monterey Car Week in my booth at Laguna Seca and at Works Reunion. After that, it's going to Porsche uh, Marquis, their headquarters in uh, Palo Alto, California. And there's rumors it may end up in Zuffenhausen next to the real pink pig. Oh, wow. So we started a Pink Pig Fun Club. It, it's just a way to get a discount on our artwork. And um, we had Lee Raskin wrote an incredible book about the real Pink Pig and features mine in there. So we have that book for sale on our website. And, you know, that's just for – we're just having fun. We've had a blast. The Porsche executives appreciated it and laughed at it. Grant Larson is the designer – of the Boxster, you know, 25 plus years ago. And uh, Grant loved it. He said, this kind of shows the tongue in cheek German humor of the seventies. And he said, it really captures the spirit of Porsche and Porsche racing. Yeah. And that's really cool. Cause I saw you giving folks little kids rides on that, or they could take their picture at Amelia Island, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. It has a saddle. You can climb up on it and get your picture taken. Yeah, we had some of the Porsche executives on it and, and uh, took their pictures. So now I have some blackmail material. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at, I, I absolutely love your artwork. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why here in a second. But looking at the subject matter, obviously, Porsche, that's big with you and VWs. But I also see dirt track racers. I see, you know, Lamar winners. I see some Shelbys and some Cobras. Are you driven by what the client wants or did it start with you know what these are cars i love so these are ones i want to draw and i want to paint about that's a great question so i follow my passion and my passion is motorsports and race cars and, and beautiful vintage street cars so it happens always sometimes um you know some of the early cobra paintings i did it's because i'm just so passionate about what carol shelby did with the Cobra and the FIA Cobra stories in 1964. Bob Bondurant, who raced Cobras back then, actually was a client of mine, and I worked with him on his logo and other stuff for his driving school in the 80s. So, you know, I, I have a lot of deep connections in motorsports, so I loved painting the Cobra. And, and additionally, anything that's motorsports or motorsports-related, I love doing. And, you know, for, for example, Hyundai hired me, and I, I really admire the huge effort they've done in the IMSA race cars and the fact of how they're winning and how they're giving, um, you know, drivers that aren't normally getting chances a chance to ride in their cars. You know, uh, they have one of the top women racers in motorsports in IMSA, and they have a guy in a wheelchair that they made the car work for him, and he actually won a race um, a couple weeks ago in the IMSA class, and that's a pro hardcore class, and to me, you know, there's nothing better than working for these kind of clients that do this kind of outstanding stuff in, in motorsports. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. 
Uh, there is a painting I would like some more information on, and I, I know a little bit about the story, but because of Sean, our, our mutual friend, but I know I will butcher the story, so I do not want to do that. But tell us about the Brumos Racing Porsche number nine, uh, number 59 with the Tangerine Porsche next to it. Yeah, that's an interesting story. So my really good friend, Peter Sachs, um, he lives in Jacksonville, and he called. I was in Orlando doing the project with McLaren, and he said, hey, I can get you 20 minutes at the Brumos Collection. And this is before it was the Brumos Museum. This was uh, Dano's private collection at 59 Lee Road in Jacksonville. And I said, okay, I'll be there. So we dropped everything and headed over to Jacksonville. And our 20-minute visit in the collection with Don Leatherwood, Hurley Haywood, and all those guys lasted about five and a half, six hours. And every car I walked by said, hey, I'll buy that. I'll give you 100000 for that <laughs> car that won, that Peter Gregg won Daytona in 1973, the RSR. I'll give you 100000 for Hurley Haywood's 917K that finished third in Can-Am. And they got sick of me saying, every car I walk by, I go, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. And finally, I walked by this Bahama yellow original 1968 911. I said, I'll buy it. And they go, yeah, we're thinking of selling it. So we all laughed. Beth and I, my wife, we flew back to California, and a couple days later, I, I called Don Leatherwood. I go, were you serious about selling that car? He said, no. We've <laughs> never sold a car to the general public. We have no cars for sale. However, we would consider selling it to you. So I bought this gorgeous Bahama Mama 1968 911 Porsche sight unseen, and three months later, I picked it up and went to Works Reunion, won first place. I took all the credit. I said I slaved on the car for over nine months. Um, <laughs> and then I corrected and said, no, I just picked it up from Brumos yesterday. And so the car's original paint, original interior. Um, in fact, Sean Fannin did an incredible video that's in Petrolicious. And it's called Bahama Mama. So if you search Bahama Mama, I think over 200,000 people have watched the video on the car and a little bit on my artwork. But somebody stopped me the other day. I drive it, and I live right in, in the um, gold country in Northern California. At the end of my driveway is Highway 49, a beautiful two-lane mountain road. And I'm out driving it, and I stop and pull over for a minute for some gas or something. A guy comes up behind me, and he starts yelling at me. He goes, that car should be in a museum. I go, actually, I rescued it from... 37 years in a museum. This car should be driven. <laughs> yep. I agree with that totally. And if you want to see more of Sean's work, ironically, if you go to Petrolicious and look up the Mustang, 1966 Mustang, Simpler Times, that would be the video of my car <laughs> that he did for us. Oh, yeah. How I don't have cool. Two, yeah, I don't have 200,000 views like, uh, like you know, your wonderful car does, but it's still a nice, a nice watch. So, uh Anyways, no, that's really great. I knew a little bit about that story, but I appreciate you sharing it with with the audience here. Now, one thing I did want to bring up, one of the reasons I love your artwork is your color palette is so vibrant and exciting and fun. I just don't understand how do you see how do you see these colors? Like I don't understand. I'm looking at a Porsche 914 and you know, it's white, but you know, there's 18 different colors that make up that white. Like how do you this might be a tough question, but how do, how do you, you know, see through those eyes of yours to pick up such vibrant colors? You know, that's, a, that's also a great question. I, I could paint what's called photorealism, where it could actually look like a photo, 
And I did that early on. But I choose to paint with this kind of bright, passionate, bold, big colors. I use large brushes. I use big colors. And I work on large canvases. So my preference is to just have an attitude, have a passion, have a belief. And that's what I like to reflect in the artwork. You know, it does kind of match my personality. You know, it's funny. My wife calls it when I go into sales mode. But at events, you know, I have a blast with customers interacting with friends and customers and people strolling by. And, you know, that's kind of what my art does. It stops people in their tracks. I have people walk by and they stop and that's it. They walk in and buy a painting. It's done. Right. And, yep. you know, I can see, I can usually tell right away, up oh, they're going to buy something. So I think that's, you know, for me, it's kind of an extension of my personality, big, bold, and, uh, you know, a little bit out there. You know, I could see that being translated through your personality as well. You know, that comes out in your artwork, which I think is really great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, I have a lot of fun. P- people go, man, it's so peaceful. You know, you sit there with music on, you paint your, <laughs> your gallery and, it's all relaxing. And I said, yeah, it's exactly like sailing. I go, if you look at a sailboat from the shore, it's beautiful, it's peaceful, it's romantic. <laughs> you know, people are sipping wine on it. You know, in the evenings, I'll drink a glass of wine or two while I'm painting. And if people come by and they go, oh, what an I- idyllic life. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if you go on a racing sailboat, you're trying to hang on. You're strapped to the boat so if it flips over, you get flung out at the end of your guy wire the boom tries to hit you and the guy's yelling at you to crank harder and get that sail in that falls into the water. So I go, it's pure chaos on a, on a racing boat. It's organized chaos. And actually it's the same way when I paint, it's the same. It's a very similar feeling. You know, it's, I love the painting one minute and hate it the next. And, and, you know, I'm not done till I'm done. And I can't tell you when that is. And it doesn't matter to me how long it takes. It's got to be in my mind. Right. And so, it's it's peaceful and romantic from a distance, and I love it that people think that. Yeah, no, that's really great. Well, thanks again for being on the Clutch of Car podcast. I know I will see you in a few weeks, and I'm hoping that our listeners check you out on your website to see what we're talking about. And if you know if not there, they'll see you at a future Concord. So thanks so much for being on the Clutch of Car podcast. Well, it's the other way around. I want to thank you, and I know you're doing a great job for you know publicizing and capturing some of these moments in motorsports. So. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and appreciate all you do for us. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.